0: this podcast is brought to you by stereo to experience and participate in stereo live please download the stereo app today we have mark norman as a returning guest on jeremiah wonders one of my favorites and one of yours i love him if you haven't seen his first episode on this show you got to go back and watch it now leave a like or a comment below maybe you're a queefer maybe you're a tuesdays with stories fan or maybe you're just a listener of this podcast and you want to let us know that you're here, we appreciate you, and I appreciate everyone who has been downloading, renting, uh, purchasing my special on Amazon Prime, giving it five star ratings and reviews. All that stuff helps, and uh, it's available as an audio album right now on Spotify, Pandora, a bunch of other stuff. I'll put the link in the description below. But I appreciate your guys' support, and I'm on the road a little bit. Wednesday, December 30th, Royersford, Pennsylvania. I'm at Soul Joel's Comedy Club. It's a heated dome, it's socially distanced safe. And then uh, in Austin on January 7th, I'll be at Vulcan Gas Company. And January 8th and 9th, I'll be in Fort Worth, Texas at Hyenas headlining there. And I got uh, some great openers coming your way as well. It's going to be some amazing shows. And I hope to see you guys either in Texas or Pennsylvania. Mark is on the show right here right now. Let's get into it. I appreciate you guys. I hope you've been having happy holidays. I hope 2021 is better for all of us than uh, 2020 was. And uh, let's keep it positive. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Without further ado, it's Mark Norman on Jeremiah Wonders. Jeremiah Wonders. Jeremiah Wonders. Jeremiah. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Wonders. Welcome to Jeremiah Wonders live on stereo with the one, the only, Mark Norman, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Hey, hey. Good to be here. Weep it up. Comedy. I don't know how you're doing this tech stuff. This is wild.
0: We got a lot of we got a lot of irons in the fire right now, but we are we're making it happen. I'm in LA. Uh, you're in New York, and uh, we're making this, this. Thanks for getting up early. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I um, it, it's interesting when when uh, I have to wake up early for a podcast. It it, it kind of reminds me of uh, being back in school because our brains usually aren't working until much later in the night, anyway like yeah like, like the jokes i don't know when i get inspiration to write it's usually pretty late at night it's not like like i don't know it feels a little sure. bit like um when you're on the road and you, you're doing uh, morning press like radio exactly you're like okay exactly. oh i gotta
1: i gotta be on now this is okay this is different here here we go yeah, it's it's hell. You're hungover. It's the least funny you've ever been on the least funny show on the planet. It's like Diana in the morning or Cup of Joe with Dickless, and it's like, what are we doing here? I and then if I become myself for two seconds, they just shut the lights off and pull the the power switch. Yeah, I. Uh, but you have some
0: really uh, you have some really fun morning appearances that are on your on the old YouTube that I uh, that I recommend oh, people thanks. to check out if you haven't seen it yet. Um, you've got some great interactions with people who are clearly, they're trying to go toe to toe with you as a comic. And it's just so (laughs) like, (laughs) it's so lopsided. It's funny to
1: see you kind of toying with them and stuff. It's great. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I think they think they're funny and it's some guy who is a, like a weatherman in the eighties and now he's got the big chair and he's going to go, go yuck it up with a comic. And uh, yeah, it's a nightmare. Just, just laugh and listen and and we'll get on with our morning. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that, that that's Sorry, always hung over. <laughs> no, it's great. That's always the best thing like when people <clears> like <throat> those news personalities and those radio morning DJs are like, "Oh, we got Mark Norbert on the show right now." And was uh, with Mark, uh you're performing at the Chuckle lot tonight. Uh, uh you got any jokes for us?" And you're just like, "Oh, nah. man."
1: Yeah, and then when they try to big time you, they're like, "Hey, I'm the funny guy in Cincinnati." buddy. And then you, you just, I'm like, look, they told me to be here. Why are you mad at me? This isn't a, a pissing contest. I, I don't want to be here either. Yeah, exactly.
0: We're all in the same boat here. We're all in the same boat here. So yes, the we're live there. here on stereo. This is a little bit of a different uh, kind of podcast because uh, basically people can leave us messages live on the show on the stereo app and we can play them. So I'm going to play some uh, now uh, and we'll, uh, we'll 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 have at it.
2: Jeremiah, Beautiful. I love you and
0: Mark. You are my favorite stand-up comedian. I love you guys so much.
1: Ah, jeez. That was touching. Thank wow. you. I wish you
0: were my mom. <laughs> the Christmas gift that's never going to come this year.
1: You got that right. Now my mom's still in jail,
0: but I'll get one phone call. <laughs> I I had um uh, growing up I'd always show my dad like different sketches and impressions that I, that I was working on. And this message, what you just said about uh, your mom, which is your mom supportive of your comedy?
1: Ah, uh, you know,
0: she's uh, she's heard I do it. All right, all right, cool, cool. Yeah, my, yeah. I would show my dad my impressions and different stuff growing up, kind of being like, well, "What do you think, Dad?" You know, trying to impress your parents, and sure. uh, he would watch him. I'd show him this like a bunch of impressions, and, and I'm like, "Well, what would you what do you think, Dad?" And he's like, uh, that's pretty good. You know who's good at impressions? Jimmy Fallon. He's really
1: good at impressions. I was <laughs> I'm just like, I wasn't asking about Fallon. I was asking about this video that I'm right, showing you right, right now. You know, when you win the uh, the high school football game, your dad doesn't go, hey, uh, you know who's good? That Tom Brady. He won a couple Super Bowls. You're like, yeah, yeah, but I just made this winning touchdown. Yeah, yeah, but, but that uh, Peyton Manning, he's got a big forehead. But but dad, I I just won state. Uh, I, I I had the winning touchdown. I don't know what to tell you. You know it's a great state, Rhode Island. That's a great. You're like Jesus. All right, dad. Dad, we don't even live in Rhode Island. What are you talking about? <laughs> Anything that's not you is great. Yeah yeah, it's like uh,
0: I know I created you and everything, and uh, you're trying to make me proud. But
1: uh, I'm gonna show you a couple things and make you work for it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> But hey, that's why we're funny guys and good comics, because you got to push that much harder to get daddy's love. It's true. It's true. And I have a
0: I have a pretty supportive dad, but that but I think that that kind of stuff always like went over his head. Like like what? I, I'm just I'm just talking about the the people that I know.
1: You're an unknown. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I think funny is so important to us, and it's not that important to other people. We got to remember that. You know, if you were a, a, a body winner or an engineer or some kind of lifetime achievement award guy. I think they would respect that, but they don't understand how important funny is to us. So when you go, "Hey dad, I'm funny." They're like, "Yeah, so what?" Yeah, but uh
0: what kind of green are you funny? <laughs> That's the whole right, thing is like exactly. it's like the accolades like for back home, like my mom I would be so excited about certain gigs or certain opportunities that I've gotten over the years, and it would always come down to Oh so uh, what are you, you you must be getting paid pretty well and I'm like no it's more like a an exposure thing like it, it's exciting right. and and I had to tell my parents after a while I'm like y- you you got to stop asking that question because you you're sucking the air out of
1: out of the fun when when I get to tell you something Good for you that's the key you got to tell them cuz my mom would go so i go i'm doing conan she go what about letterman and i was like you gotta just let let the conan thing ride letterman yeah. will happen or he'll get it you know he'll molest an intern but <laughs> let's just focus on the conan exactly it's like let, let,
0: let's be appreciative it, it all goes back to like you 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 have to teach your parents
1: what that let's be grateful for what yeah. we have right now all right, right. exactly exactly but hey that's all part of it and uh, nobody respects comedy. What are we talking
0: about? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? We're live here on the Stereo app with my pal Mark Norman. He's in New York. I'm in Los Angeles. We're making this happen coast to coast live on Stereo. Let's play another message, Mark.
2: Who else can get away with saying "queef" on morning television?
1: You're uh you're exactly the percent gay that I'm into, Mark. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Big fan of the homosexuals. Uh I get by the way, I get more dick pics than lisa Loeb or whoever i mean i'm cleaning up over there are your dms pretty deep in the dick Ooh, i don't know what it, i'm an otter or a or a crab i don't know what i am in the gay world a twink but uh man i the honey badger the gays flock to my cock and it's wild like women are always like you don't know what it's like to be a, a harassed by a man i'm like what are you getting? look at my dms
0: the d stands for dick in the messages
1: exactly yes and i got a full box full box i uh
0: do you think it has anything to do with with you saying like you sometimes will say on podcasts or little hungover little gay do you think that that pushes it a little bit over the top like wait because all gay guys need i've noticed like if you're out like at a gay bar or something like that they're just looking for an opening like if if right. if, if you, and and I feel like that is the the the
1: welcome mat for the gay castle uh-huh. that is your kingdom <laughs> maybe maybe uh comedom, kingdom come on my back but it's brutal <laughs> because it's so flattering I'm I'm into it I'm not against it but it's uh it's tough cuz I think and from what I can gather I'm not a uh, homosexual but I think they like to flip the old hetero guy like that's the ultimate prize so i think maybe I, that's part of it yeah i think that that's
0: um i think that's a different equivalent of stars and stuff of what they have or like um exactly. <laughs> like
1: it's like a boy scout patch <laughs> like i turned a <laughs> i turned a straight guy <laughs> right right and i did fuck my scout master so that all comes full circle he we blowed a load all over my chest <laughs> oh yeah man you 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 were a scout i guess uh i was a cub
0: scout for i literally a day mark and then i was like i was looking around they were doing like <laughs> this weird candlelight ceremony where like th- it was part of the the, the nights. Or are like this is a candlelight ceremony like this is this is one of the things that we have to do before we go out in the wilderness and i was like this is dumb like we're lighting candles like i like let's get out there already like i i, right. I heard that we were gonna be building cars and i thought we were gonna be doing like manly stuff and they're just lighting c- Candles and stuff, and that was all that was it for me. If I would have stuck through, I guess I would have got to go, you know, camping and hunting and all that stuff, but uh, it didn't happen. Yeah.
1: No, as a guy, was a Cub Scout for years, and you watch the video, you know, like the presentation video, join the Cub Scouts, and they're doing zip line and they're at a fire, drinking cocoa in a, in a tent, and fishing and blowing each other, and none of that was real except the last part. So it's it's a pretty shitty you know you got to go to meetings and you make spaghetti for old people you do a boxcar derby race nobody cares about so yeah it was it was a ruse
0: yeah it was i think that's like the first pyramid scheme that we got involved in as <laughs> as kids right. was boy scouts because it it's all this build up and then you end up at the summer camp like you said that has none of the cool equipment or anything like that like the, like the community college that i went to i literally had better equipment like like camera stuff and broadcast stuff at my high school than at my college it was was the weirdest thing and it was just a community college in kansas but it was just one of those things it was pretty eye-opening i was like oh funding is like a real thing (laughs) at these different schools and stuff like that that's crazy this is what like the parents and pta are actually voting on like are we gonna put our money towards this or that and at the college it was like they were just like way behind on the times. Like my teacher, I was like, Do you guys use this? He goes, oh, No, that's way too expensive. We don't have that here. That's like Yeah. But you're supposed to be like above <laughs> where I just right. came from.
1: Yeah, but it's community. So you got the community camera, you know, that some guy donated. It's true. It's like one of those shoulder cams that uh yeah. that our dads <laughs> like took home <laughs> home videos right. of. Right. Uh, so, or just like an <laughs> yeah, old those newscaster. Were heavy. Right, right. But wait a minute. Did you go... Because I went to public school and then I went to Catholic school, which was was weird. But public school, I used to watch these movies like Breakfast Club and all this shit, Pretty in Pink, and they had soda and they had these giant libraries with books and statues and staircases and the school looked so modern. I never had a modern school. My school was like 8,000 years old. I'm in New Orleans. It's all wood and falling apart. The paint's peeling off. Did you have one of those cool... Hollywood high schools. So from
0: preschool through seventh grade, I was in a similar situation as you. I was in a, I was in a private Christian school where Mm. literally everything was behind all the times. Like I remember looking at slides and stuff like they had those old cylinder slides and that's how we learned a lot of stuff is they had these old, you know, the big uh, Britannica encyclopedias and all that stuff and it was rare for us to to go to the internet at uh, because the internet was barely even a thing they had like a couple old desktop computers like the ibms and stuff like that that you would maybe get 10 like 10 minutes of internet time was like a huge deal uh at this school and then i went to public school and that's when everything was like they had the broadcasting stuff they had filmmaking Mm. they had uh photography classes they had um they had a lot of like different opportunities and stuff like that but the school that i
1: grew up going to was way behind in the times it's usually the other way around the private catholic has more money coming in than the public but maybe kansas is different because it was flip-flopped in my state yeah well
0: the thing is with kansas is at this specific private christian school they're just old school mentality in general so Mm. you know what i mean like i think that they looked at for a while they probably looked at even technology as like uh are we sure this this might be a trick from satan (laughs) you know what i mean i see it might be one of those things yeah so i think that that's where their heads were at like no we're we're gonna we're gonna teach with what we know and that's uh slides have proven to be a a, a good solid christian foundation. <laughs>
1: and yeah. these
0: books books don't lie, but that 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 electronic computer, that could that could lie to us.
1: I don't know. Right, right. I get what you're putting down. Basically you're saying no blacks at the school. Basically. <laughs> All right. Behind the times, I hear you loud and clear. We are live here on Stereo
0: with Mark Norman, uh, and we're going to play some messages from you guys, the listeners.
1: How many German times did you have to say scared that? scared were and, you uh, doing uh, Joe oh, Rogan shit, sorry. Uh, while Joe Rogan was there? Wasn't that the uh, 400th or 500th episode of Kill Tony? I forget. That was, that was so fun, though.
0: Oh, he's asking about uh, me doing... My Rogan impression for Joe Rogan. Uh, ah, wow! I'd like to see that. Oh, uh, I uh, we did it on an episode of Kill Tony, and um, I'll have to repost it on uh, on Instagram because I don't think uh, please. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a really fun night. I, I did. I had a professional makeup person um, put me in a bald cap, and uh, I had fake tattoos and uh, an onit shirt and uh yeah. was lifting kettlebells in front of him and um uh-huh. it went over great but uh we'll see it could be uh it could be the reason i'll never do rogan i have no idea <laughs> no i, I don't no, know <laughs> he's fun i bet he loved it no he was actually a great sport he um he was super cool about it, it actually he handled it the best possible way because in my head i was like if he hates this i'm gonna bomb bigger than i've ever bombed in my life yeah yeah Like sitting on stage with somebody that you do an impression of, and you're just looking at them, and the worst thing somebody could say is, "is like, I don't sound like that," or "I don't do that." You know what I mean? Like that's then you're like, uh, "the cat's out of the bag." Like the guy who is supposed to give the nod of approval is not, but luckily he. He gave the nod of approval and it was, uh, it was a fun night.
1: Yeah. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to repost that. So you'll, uh, you got to post that. And, and he's, I mean, I, whenever I do his podcast, I just make fun of him for three hours and he's always laughing. So he's, he's a good egg.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good dude. Good dude for sure. Uh, we're live here on stereo with Mark Norman taking another message from you guys.
2: What was the strangest venue that either of you have ever played at? I know when, uh, Mark was in Toronto, he, um, he was playing at a, uh, a rundown porn theater. It was a shut down porn theater. Yeah, it was pretty dingy. Uh, the weed brand oh, yeah, or, yeah. we or the weed cookies or whatever were there. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah,
1: what about both of you? I mean, we've done shows. You name it. I've been shows at an ISIS bunker, my mom's asshole. I mean, I've we've been. I'll take any gig. But that Toronto theater was dingy. The floors were sticky. I think Fred Willard was uh, jerking it in the back row. But. It was. I remember I saw a rat from the stage, and I just I just let it go. But uh, yeah, that, that was nothing compared to some of the places I'm sure we've both done. Uh, I did one.
0: Um, uh, this is and this is like a fabled gig that used to, to that a lot of comedians would make the run on up in Morro Bay in California. It was mm. called Osaka Joe's, and mm. uh, it was a sushi restaurant where you got paid in sushi for the weekend. So. Oh it was all you could eat sushi but that's basically what you were making and (laughs) you stayed in the back of the sushi restaurant that he converted into a room and Mm -hmm. you're staying on the grounds of he's i think he was sleeping somewhere else like in the rest it was very very weird so i i went with a buddy to do that and uh that was the first time that I I got my name as a comedian in a newspaper because they're like this weekend at Osaka Joe's come see Jeremiah Watkins. And I clipped it out and I was like, this is, this is so cool. You know what I mean? Like that moment as as a comedian, seeing your name, like in print, which that's kind of a dying thing now, like blogs and stuff like that. Like that's always cool. Like little articles, but there's something old school and like something to, to write home about, like to see that newspaper, like, Oh wow, this is, this is happening. That was one of the stranger gigs that
1: I did. Definitely. I have all my clippings. I framed them like a fucking dweeb. But, uh, yeah, I did a gig. This kid, this kid's like an entrepreneur. Now he does all my my tech stuff and YouTube stuff. He booked me at his apartment in Philadelphia in this horrible neighborhood. He, We go downstairs. He's got a full backdoor operation comedy club running out of his basement. And I'm talking pipes dripping the whole thing like cinder block walls tiny basement and it was like a it was like one of those old school um what do you call that like a, like a poker game like a speakeasy type poker game back in the the 20s when that was illegal or whatever you know you had to slide the thing and your eyes are there and he goes what's the password you say gum guzzler he opens the door and this guy must have had 60 people we did 3 shows with 60 people each they all sold out and then eventually you got raided because he's, you know, there's no liquor license. He's selling booze. He's got no cabaret license or whatever the hell. This guy was selling merch. This guy was a goddamn entrepreneur. And eventually got shut down. See, that's what
0: I love about comedy, though. Is like comedy will always find a way, even in these pandemics. Yeah, that's that's what I respect really about uh, a lot of you guys in the New York scene that really continued to be able to do stand up at a high caliber and a lot of different places like our buddy, Sam Murley just put out that special. Yeah. That you found a way to do it up on rooftops. You know what I mean? Like totally that's, that's, that to me is like the New York spirit in general is like, we're going to make this thing happen where LA there's still shows and stuff, but, um, there's a different kind of fear that people have in LA of, um, I think of where you guys reacted in a way where you're like, we're going to make this happen. Where a lot of people saw it in la I think it is an opportunity to I'm gonna sit this out for a little bit I'm gonna I'm, right. gonna I'm gonna go inside and and you guys are like well we're we're close to each other in proximity all the time so we have to figure this out
1: yes yes good point good point yeah like I remember talking to Theo Vaughn this is probably in July and he's like, this is fucking great I'm taking some time off I love it and I remember thinking like ah I cannot sit with my own thoughts I gotta keep moving I just i hate the idea of losing a year of my life and just think about how much better you'd be at stand up if you had this full year and how much more material you'd have and money and stories so i couldn't sit still i gotta keep moving and maybe that's a new york thing but yeah i I don't know how you guys do it in la i'd be on the road every weekend if i lived there
0: i i've been on the road more than a lot of um comics oh good for you yeah, um, which that's been good. But the, the thing that's weird for me right now is um, because there's not as many chances to get up around town, I have to work out my stuff a little bit differently right now. Sure, so sure, same. there's audiences that they're hearing some brand new stuff in yeah. the <laughs> middle of my sets, which same you, here. you know how that goes. It's like uh, sometimes you're like, oh, okay, that was better response than what I thought. But sometimes it's like, okay, I'm glad I have another joke in the back pocket to get out of this
1: ditch that I just dug for right. myself. Completely. Yeah, yeah. Story of my life. But I think even audiences are rusty now. You know, it's like, we're trying to go down on some gal, and we haven't done it in seven months, and she hasn't been eating out in seven months, so she's still like, hey, I'll take it. I mean, at least you're licking my thigh. Uh, you know, you're missing my my clit and all that, but uh, yeah, at least I'm getting something. So I think they're fine with it, and we're trying shit, and it's it's simpatico.
0: Yeah. It's a very interesting time to be, to be a stand-up right now, especially trying to tour or anything like that. Uh, we're yeah. live here on Stereo with Mark Norman, taking your messages and maybe even some scene suggestions. Mark and I might act out some stuff for you live here on Jeremiah Wonders. Hey, Mark, are you and Sam Morell starting
1: a podcast or what? Well, as you've seen in the beginning of this, uh, I don't know how to do anything with tech, any buttons or computer or anything. I'm, I'm clueless. So we just do it on YouTube. We film it via Zoom. I send him the thing. He puts it up on YouTube because I'm clueless. And people are like, you got to put this on iTunes or Spotify. I'm like, I don't know how to do it, and we're already we're already lost. So it's a, it's on YouTube. It's once a week. It's an hour of us bullshitting and catching up and doing bits. So, yeah, check it out. It's called One More Drink. We start out with a cocktail. We swig it back. We, talk, we bullshit because with the pandemic, we can't hang. So these podcasts are a way to hang and... Let the let the people at home watch. So uh, we're doing it on YouTube. So I guess we got to get it on the uh, the iTunes shit.
0: Yeah, as as comics, what probably a lot of people don't realize is we're used to like in New York and L A. or anywhere that where there's a scene. Really, we're used to being in parking lots or going out to eat late at night, where yes. that's kind of where we get our yayas out. and We get a riff and we get a just right. like like you said kind of catch up so that's a great idea for a podcast just to stay in touch with with Sam and be like dude my engine's still running like if if I don't take this car out of the drive
1: every way it's going to depreciate in value. Yes, exactly. Great way to put it. And yeah, yeah, we're crazy. I feel like comics are a different different breed. So you need to connect with another comic just to feel somewhat normal. Yeah, I uh
0: my wife really uh <laughs> doesn't like it when uh, I call uh some of her friends that aren't in the industry, uh, normies or normal people, uh, she's <laughs> That's like, what "My Please. fans are called. <laughs> normies. She's like, "Don't." She's like, "Don't do that." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I like it's hard to explain." Like, if I'm not around a comic for a long time, I'm like, it, it, I, I, "I'm not expressing myself on a full
1: <laughs> yeah wavelength with with, uh, yeah, with I other mean, people." S- so many filters you have to put on with with regulars or civilians, as I call them. And uh, mortals, if you will, uh, Jews. But, yeah, there's so many filters you have to put on that, like, it's exhausting hanging out with them. And they go, no, you can be yourself around me. You go, oh, great. And then you say one thing and they go, Jesus, and they called 911, you know. So it never works out. They always say that, oh, I'm crazy. I'm nuts, too. And then you go, well, what do you think about the miscarriage and uh, placenta, whatever it is. And they just start fucking running through the, through the fields have you said something
0: in front of a, a family or a friend when you go back home when where
1: you're like oh i'm not around my comedian friends anymore oh you're like, yeah story of my life i mean I, there's so many i can't even pin one down but i made an abortion joke once and my girlfriend is cool enough where she took me aside and like tried to she tried to like patch it up and then she got in the she took me in the bathroom. She's like, You gotta you gotta cool it with that shit. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> but I was just I didn't even think about it, I just made the joke and uh, you know, grandma Johnson ain't ready for that shit. Yeah,
0: I uh I I have a podcast that's coming out here in a little bit that I recorded back home with my dad and I asked him about uh and he's an old school guy. I asked him about gay marriage and stuff like that and um not in a joking way, but it was interesting to get his raw response on a podcast (laughs) (laughs) where i was like oh yeah i forget i'm living you know we're living very different lives i live in la you live in kansas like yeah you kind of forget sometimes when you get in your comfort zone around friends and stuff like that where you're like oh yeah like this is this isn't everybody's point of view which that's what's great about going out on the road as a stand-up is like you're reminded like if you start talking a certain way on stage like Oh yeah, not everybody's gonna respond in this way. I gotta remember that.
1: Yeah, but at least I, I agree. But at least the homophobic, racist, lunatic guy is interesting to listen to. You know, whenever the the weird uncle starts talking, all the all the relatives roll their eyes. But as the comic, I'm sitting back on. This is fucking great. This guy's talking about you know burning crosses or whatever the fuck it is, and I don't agree with him. But at least it's. Titillating,
0: Yeah. Uh, I Don't agree with your, your viewpoints at all, but you are a fascinating man, sir. I will listen yeah, to you today. <laughs>
1: <exact laughs> around the fireside. Same, so. well, let's
0: have a chat. Let's do this. Here, here. We're live here on Stereo with Mark Norman. Listen to your messages, taking scene suggestions and your requests.
1: What? Speaking of gay, what's the gayest thing either of you have done for the sake of a joke?
0: Um... It's got to be up there for me. Is um, I do this ongoing joke with uh, my uh, my buddy Stevie Weeby, Steve Lee, um, which is if you don't know, it's uh, it's Bobby Lee's little brother. Um, ah, and uh, he's hilarious. We have this ongoing joke. We're called Scissor Brothers, and uh, we have trimmed each other's pubes on multiple occasions. And that's wow, probably that's, close.
1: that's probably
0: up there for me.
1: Wow, that's really something. Uh, that's just trust in general. That's beyond gay. That's like a, a loving, trusting relationship. That's, that's called marriage. What are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah that 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 is bananas. I, I don't have that with any woman I've ever been with. I wouldn't let a lady uh, put her a buzzer near my sack. But hey, to each his anal. But uh, I guess uh, one time I was on a party bus when I was like 15 years old with a girl and we're, we're making out and she whipped it out and she's kind of blowing me a little bit. And this is, you know, you're 15. So this is unbelievable. And my friend was drunk walking up and down the bus, yelling stuff and doing whatever. And he saw that and he goes, Hey, and she picked her head up and my friend did a couple of these. And then, then he ran off.
0: He gave you a couple pumps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jokingly. But it was it was kind of like Ugh, and she was freaked out and he's a Marine now. So who knows what that means?
0: Dude, that's like that's even beyond a joke to me like that. That's so <laughs> funny. Like you. You were like, man, that's that's pretty extreme with the, the old pubes thing. That was a little much. And then I'm listening and to you and I'm like, oh, dude, he jerked you off a little bit like that's that's next level. Yeah, or just a really yeah, good wild. friend who's just uh, who
1: took the joke a little too far. You know what I mean? Just really going for the yeah. yucks. Yeah, he commits. He's full commitment. Yes, and uh, by, probably about two, two, three strokes, and he was off into the sunset. And you're like, and that was the last day I hung out with an act-out comic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I still came. But either way, <laughs> that person was uh, Ralphie May. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dude, that that's that's a pretty epic story. You kind of blew mine out of the water. I was like, uh, I think this is pretty good, and then uh, you're like, uh, hold my beer, real
1: quick. Well, yours is trust. Uh, that that is real friend trust. Was he nude? Like, did you see his package? Uh, we just
0: pulled our pants down like to where the pubes are popping out of the uh... jeans, and then we had scissors and 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 cut oh, each other's okay. stuff.
1: Yeah. Now let me ask you, is it is an Asian pube different than a a Kansas pube? It's very different.
0: It's very Interesting. different. Interesting. I told him mine were like a cinnamon brown. They're like a golden kind of brown. And uh his uh very jet black, very dark. Mm, like Lee. Very very much so. Very much so. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And like um and also um a little bit more straight than mine. Yes. Which I didn't. I thought all pubes were, had the same amount of curl to them because mine is, you know, a little frowy down there. His yeah. uh, his looked more like, um, kind of like a like some kind of mink coat, <laughs> kinda, <laughs> like like right. the, the hairs of a skunk. You know what I mean? Just kind of, yeah, wiry, kind of matted.
1: Interesting. All right, Asian pubes. Maybe they should sell those like as like this fine, silky, kind of expensive fabric you know that'd be funny like oh welcome to my home i'm a rich guy here is my asian pube couch you know (laughs) that could be fun
0: i mean all the different uh the the different mustache pieces you know that that go on um uh those those bald mannequin heads you know that you see at wig shops yeah uh we get um ceramic uh you know penises and balls and then uh you're like this is the Asian pubes over here this uh this is a this is a Oaxacan pube set over here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly <laughs> yeah. What kind of uh what are you looking for, for uh this uh this 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 porn scene they have like the that, that thing um a Merkin
1: that's what they call it. Mer, Different Merkins. There you go. There yeah. you go. The Asian Merkin is worth the most it's the most rare most coveted. It's like a mink or a chinchilla. Exactly, exactly.
0: You're listening to Pube Talk right now on Jeremiah Wonders, uh, <laughs> talking all about pubes. If you have any pubic hair questions, just why don't you fire them in? <laughs> we'll address right, them. What are what are your, what do your yeah. pubes
1: look like, Mark? I go full mane, full bush. Uh, sometimes if I notice it's really creeping up on the thighs, I'll, I'll clear the thighs off because you don't want that shit in the driveway. You know, you want to keep a nice line on the on the yard. So I'll clear the thighs off, but other than that I let it ride. Nice. Nice. My ball sack is horrifying. I mean just sh- strands of gray hairs shooting out like lightning from either end and it's pretty wild. Just Edward scissor hands just like at the bottom just like just mounds of oh, hair. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty grow. I got a full mane. What about you?
0: I uh, I vary. I'll let mine grow out like in the winter and then uh I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll do a manscape where I where I I fully go down buzz like give it a buzz cut so you know basically i start off as a hippie and then i go into the military and then uh, i get Ah. all strung out on heroin and stuff and you know become a hippie again and then you know i get my my act together it's this back and forth thing that i that i have
1: (laughs) right right (laughs) that's fun yeah Yeah. your, your pubes are like uh they're they're reinventing Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so sometimes uh, my balls
0: look like they're about to invent something, or they're uh, they've got a hypothesis for something because they're they're Ooh. they're
1: wild-eyed and bushy. Yes. Yes. Pubic Edison. Pubic Edison. Or, or or Cock Brown. Cock
0: Brown is pretty good. That that's a good porno name for Back to the Future. Oh yeah, I like
1: that. Right. Cock Brown. Marty, and we Michael need G- your dick. Let's go. yeah and michael j fox could have an orgasm and shake all right come on folks (laughs) i didn't i didn't need to do the act out for that (laughs) i liked it i appreciate i needed it
0: yep uh we're here live on the stereo app with uh mark norman taking your questions and suggestions mark i just wanted to take the opportunity to thank you personally Uh, I do acting a little bit I was on the set of a a film It was the first day We were shooting the shit Talking about our favorite comedians and jokes I mentioned one of your jokes It's one of my favorites Still does mention pedophiles Only later did I realize That I told a joke about pedophiles On the first day of a new job And I had to send out an apology email To everyone on the (laughs) cast and crew that night Oh, and it was very embarrassing, but uh, still one of my favorite jokes. Thank you for the experience. Love it. Thank you.
1: Hey, thanks. I, I'm proud. I know that joke. I'm proud of that joke. I stand by the jokes. The writing is still there. Just because the substance matter is dark or heavy or tense, the writing is still there, so they can all blow me and blow a kid. <laughs> That's how I, I, have a, a, I don't have too many jokes that are risque if you
0: if you will I, I i more sexual stuff but i've got a couple jokes that are are in that vein where i'm like sometimes it'll get a groan from an audience and i'm like nope that writing is perfect don't exactly listen to it before you hear those trigger words you know what i mean yes
1: yes and at least that joke he told even if they were offended at least they felt something you know what i mean uh, that To me, that, if you get a groan, I'm not saying you should go out there and just say the N-word. That's not skill. But if, you, if you're if you getting a groan, David Tell always says you're on to something. Because it hit a nerve. You're, it's true. You're correct. They've thought that or they don't want to think that. and Or as Anthony Jeselnik says, a groan is a laugh but for pussies. So I always think about that. So that's a... Fun joke. I appreciate the love there, Chachi, whatever that guy's name was. But uh, don't listen to those queefs at work. They're all a bunch of squares. I feel like Jezelneck could have that as a secret tattoo somewhere on his
0: body. Like a groan. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like a groan yeah. is just a laugh for pussies.
1: Yeah. And by the way, this guy's got to give an apology to his employees. Like, isn't that weird? To That's what, again, back to the comedian on comedian thing. I don't get why if you tell a joke about something that exists, why that's bad. Like he's not fucking kids; he didn't fuck any kids, but he told a joke about other people fucking kids, and he's the bad guy. It's very—it's a very strange world, but uh, you know, we're just living in it. Yeah, I um,
0: I had a similar thing at uh, at one job where, and uh, I don't know why I did this. I thought I guess I I felt uh, comfortable enough like around like trying to be a comic at this job. It was the first job that I got in L.A. So I think that mm. – so I wasn't really doing – I was doing stand-up at the time, but like you can't really claim yet to be a stand-up, right. if you know what I right. mean. So you're sure. trying to really show people that you're a funny guy. And yeah. I had this job. It was the first job that I had um, moving to L.A. was uh, this phone sales job where it was a uh, music promotion for different artists and stuff like that. It was like different like PR and stuff like that, like different promotional packages that th- this company offered. And um, this guy that was the boss, he was like this hip guy, uh, like colored hair, but he was like, you know, he was like the management of the team. And he was like the guy that was going <laughs> to get us all riled up. Like, Hey, we're going to sell today. We're going to get you new artists. We're going to hook you guys up. Who's ready? You know? like yeah. trying to like get us like charged and stuff for the day. He goes around to give fist bumps to everybody in this circle and I see it coming my way and uh and everybody's just kind of yeah, you know, giving him his fist bump and uh when he got to me for the fist bump I uh and cuz he kept doing explosions with everybody around he'd be like, mm. he like was, he he was the fist bump explosion guy, right? So he right. be like, "Hey, what's right.
2: up?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> So when he got to me, I was like, "I gotta put a little spice on this thing, right?" Oh So yeah. when he got to me and he fist bumped, uh, rather than me exploding with him, I went like this, <laughs> and <laughs> and fake jizzed in his face. Yeah. And it's just it brought the whole <laughs> company <laughs> meeting to a stop. <laughs> like that's great. Where he literally was like, "Did you just fake jizz in my face?" And I was like. Yeah, this is, this is, sorry. <laughs> and
1: that's he's like, funny. he's,
0: and then he's like,
1: uh, all right, well, um, let's have a good day, guys. Like he just like kind of no. like brushed past it. <laughs> oh, this guy stinks. He can't roll with the punches. He can't adapt. Come on, that's funny. I thought it was funny. I was like, I was like, let's put a new spin on this. Let's make this happen. Yeah, I mean, the worst is I've been fired for many jobs when they told me to be edgy, and then I was edgy, and they fired me that what, what do you mean like that's so weird like well, certain I gigs hosted, or yeah gigs i hosted a game show this guy saw me at the cellar at a hot set he said i want to hire you to host this game show and he's like i like that you you walk the line you're edgy i want you to be edgy on my show as a host i said great and i got fired the first day it was a five-day shoot got fired the first day within like the first hour what brutal do,
0: what, what do you do you remember any of the things
1: that you that sure I, I had to host, it was a Halloween-themed show, and I had to host a uh, costume contest. So, you know, these girls would walk up with, like, hot outfits, Catwoman, and, you know, Wonder Woman, and all these sexy witch, whatever. And they had a panel of judges. They were doing, like, the 9, the 10, the 8. And so this Catwoman walked on, sexy leather, big whip, whoosh, rawr, claws. As she's walking off, she hits the whip and an African queen is coming on, and I go, "Hey, hey, watch that whip around the African!" And you could just see the cameras went, the lights flickered, the plants died. Uh, they they fired me right after that. But in my head, I was like, "Be edgy. There's a joke opportunity. Go for it!" And they they didn't like that. Wow! First day of a five-day shoot. That is. Uh, did they even offer payment for the rest of the days, or did they just? They they cut me off, but my manager fought it, and he said, oh, "We're gonna sue." You said be edgy. We have emails saying be edgy. That's edgy. Like we, how do we know what your edginess Richter scale is? So they they paid us.
0: Well, that's good. It's good that you had a good manager to to follow through on that because that that's a huge opportunity as a comic. And then it's like, what do you what do you expect? I I, I gave you exactly what I know. you wanted.
1: Exactly. It's like hiring somebody for porn, then he's like getting a boner and whipping it out, and everybody's like, Jesus Christ. You're like, not like that. You're like, Well, I don't know what you want. Make love to her. What are you talking about? We didn't yeah. want this gangbang happening. Yeah, 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 exactly. So But all my comic friends, and you know this, they always go, What are you crazy? When they say be edgy, that doesn't mean edgy. you can't be actually edgy. They just say that shit to sound cool.
0: I had somebody uh message this is a very weird message um that i got uh from a listener that uh they work with um have you heard of uh, uh the bang bus have you heard of that uh, oh that thing heard i've auditioned <laughs> of course I, I love bang bus they they sent one i guess one of the guys is like a producer or like works on set somehow with that bang bus series mm. and um he said that he put i didn't watch it cuz i was like i don't know if i i don't i don't really want to watch it but he said that he included in one of their recent videos a uh uh like an inside joke from kill tony inside one of the scenes like uh, a like a weird like mention and i was like that's that's real weird that's a weird like yeah. head nod like i appreciate your <laughs> work so i'm going to give back to you <laughs> yeah no just appreciate <laughs> I was like, you're you're going above and beyond. I appreciate you, though. What a guy. Uh, We are live on the Stereo app with Mark Norman taking some scene suggestions, some fun questions, and
1: more. Uh, I sent my first dick pic recently uh, in the mail. Uh, Hopefully, yeah, I sent it yesterday, so she should get it by Christmas, right? (laughs) She's getting a package. Hello. (whistles)
2: Oh, and gee, finally a podcast is interesting. All
0: right, That's I'll fine. take it. I don't know if it was tongue and cheek or not, <laughs> but I'll take didn't it. Sound like it. Look,
2: I used to live in the forest, and I used to burn mm-hmm. fires. When I used to burn fires, I didn't think what was going on around me. But once I did, I realized <laughs> it's just a fire.
0: He used to burn fires in the woods, Mark. Wow, that's the wow. that's the fun Russian roulette of this uh, of this app is uh, you either get a uh, geniuses or uh, brain dead people who, who are leaving messages on the show.
1: Yeah, wow, trace that guy because he's killed a, a class pet at some point.
0: Yeah, there's definitely been a turtle that's gone missing in a science class yeah. around
1: that guy. Totally, totally. They say bedwetting, animal mutilation, and fires are like the three serial killer symptoms.
0: And uh, if you're all three, then you fit my dating app.
1: Yay, grinder. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Live on the Stair Wrap with Mark Norman right now, taking your suggestions and your questions.
2: I'm going to pull down my pants, bend over, and admit defeat to star fucking. Are you actually Mark Normand, the comedian? Yes. Yes. Wait or no, if that's true, I will be, I mean, marginally starstruck and absolutely besought for one-liners, but honestly, reasonably, reasonably entertaining. fucking hell. I think think that was a guy from Scotland
0: just, are you who you say you are, Mark? Is that who you say you are? Is this yeah, the real yeah. Mark Norman? Because I've jerked it so many times to the Tuesdays with stories podcast, you and Joe List, I love your stuff.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. I think the hottest accent on a man, Scottish. Yeah? Yeah, on a woman it's horrific, but on a man it's it's masculine and hairy legged and whiskey drinking. <laughs> Um, you don't but know but yeah, you don't yeah.
0: want to have sex with me, do you, Mark? Come on, <laughs> I've got my teeters ready to go. Put it right between there. I'll jerk it off a little bit. You don't like See?
1: that? I'm hard. That's great. I love it. Yeah, I mean, the sky. I did Glasgow once, and or Glasgow, whatever they call it. And these were some hard-nosed, booze-baggy, pasty, red-faced men. Like these guys were tough over there. That's a tough town or tough place. Did you, do you feel like uh, with those audiences, you said those are tough
0: guys, when you did get them to break and laugh, that's got to be a better feeling, right, than some other audiences. Like for me, if I'm performing in a crowd uh, where there's like some tough looking black dudes who are not laughing at any of my stuff and yeah. then I break them finally, <whistles> Ooh, that's like the best comedy feeling like when somebody's trying to be cool at a show and they're like i'm not gonna give you anything man i don't yeah. care how clever you think you are and then you say something that turns them that's like the best like I'll, I'll sometimes seek it out in crowds like if i see somebody not having a good time i'll literally say like i'll get
2: you i'll get okay yeah you're not
0: that one i'll get you with
1: this one i got a couple more that i think you might like Totally, totally. That's the best feeling. And you feel like a real comic. And you, uh, especially when the guy before you is like, they're tough. No one can break them. They're they're brutal. They're not giving up anything. And then you get them. No better feeling. How
0: many times have have you gone in cocky? Because I've done this as a comic a bunch where somebody says that where, where they're like, dude, this crowd sucks. They're really bad. And you, you say in your mind, like, yeah, maybe for you, I got this kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then you walk out same exact response
1: yeah story of my life i've been there been there a million times i've been in every seat i've been in the seat where i'm like they suck you can't get them and the other guy gets them i've been in the position where he tells me they suck and i think i can get them and i definitely don't get them it's all a nightmare all the
0: different levels all the different levels i mean you do it long oh, enough yeah. you're gonna you're gonna face all those different palettes of, of the comedy exactly uh, let's uh,
2: take a couple more messages live here on Stereo with Mark Normand. Ah, uh, Jesus, the fucking, the glitterati. Back in July, when you were chilling with Theo Vaughn and probably getting your, getting your getting getting the calluses of your feet fucking uh, uh, rubbed by fucking, uh, rubbed by Joey Diaz. You know, we were all eating shit out of the COVID trough, Mark. You, you, you know, you Illuminati comedic genius, you. <laughs> I have to say, with the, with the highest of disregards, you're one of the funniest and most uh, concise comedians on the market. And I'm absolutely delighted you're on uh, stereo. And I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
1: That sounded like a guy doing an impression of a drunk Scottish guy. That's kind
0: of what I like, like because not many people talk like this it's like he was restarting the accent and the impression and this is the only way of his moniker of his device is to really lean into it and really say these things but he seems like a genuine
1: mark norman fan so that's that's nice i'll take it it's so weird these guys like the illuminati what is that the real him i'm like what are you kidding i'm a broke douche living in a tiny shoebox in manhattan I'm, i'm on a zoom gig at nine in the morning like Oh, Illuminati, what are you talking, get my feet rubbed by Joey Diaz? No, Joey Diaz will <laughs> hand you an edible, and we I listen to him talk about robbing people for six hours, and then Theo's talking about the Lord. Yeah, we're just having fun. I don't know, Illuminati, that's the beauty of comics is we're not the Illuminati. We're regular cum-guzzling Nazis. <laughs> like everybody else, you know?
0: It's like everybody else, all the other cum-guzzling Nazis out there.
1: Yes, we can. Here, here. Yeah, exactly (laughs) White fragility How long have you been with uh, uh, your girl now? You guys have been dating a bit, right? Yeah, a little bit, you know, a couple years, uh, four, five, something like that She's a a good egg And, you know, the pandemic, I thought it would, uh, you know, people say they got divorced and killed their children But we're doing great yeah,
0: it's a, it's going to either go one way or the other. You find out your partner's true
1: colors pretty quickly. I mean, yeah, yeah. Found out she was black. But hey, no 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 problem here. Love a black labia. Great great show on uh, Netflix, Black Labia. <laughs> that was a
0: show that I auditioned for. I uh, I didn't get a call back for whatever reason, but uh
1: <laughs> Well, you're too pink downtown. It's true. That's what they call me, Downtown Pink. <laughs> Ah, that's a great vj hello it's downtown pinky all right we're well, happy with the next question <laughs> downtown pinky
0: here. you're listening to bbc radio right now <laughs> we're spinning <laughs> doing all the spins downtown pinky we've got uh my uh, co-host uh downtown willie brown <laughs>
2: there
0: willie you go. how's it how's it going this morning out here we're listening to british radio right now
1: Downtown Pinky sounds like a, a below-the-radar underground communist radio host. I don't know if you know the Pinky reference. I don't think I do, actually. Oh.
0: I hate those, to I hate make pinko. you... go. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That I went too over, deep
1: on that one. Too deep in the uh, the subcon. Downtown
0: Pink Brown. Communist <laughs> radio. Here on the show. There you go. We have uh, Mark Norman uh, here on show and uh, he is telling us all of Illuminati's tricks today on show and uh, Mark how you say I uh, good to have you on show today uh, you have anything you'd like to
1: say to listeners of this communist radio program hey uh, Putin huh he's shirtless what's up with that All right you know uh, in Russia beer was considered an alcoholic beverage in 2011. Was it really? Yeah, fun fact. That's how much they booze. That they thought beer was like like a seltzer.
0: This is my impression. If uh, Mark Norman was a gay Russian man, Putin and me. Nice. Putin <laughs> that, on the Ritz. Uh, Putin on Ritz. That was uh, I do impression. Uh, thank you for coming on show today. You have you have any dates or anything to to plug coming up?
1: Oh, are we real now, or are we uh, still Putin? Still Putin. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll be in Moscow. I'm playing at the, uh, the. Uh, I don't know anything Russian. Borscht Belt? I got nothing. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are taking some questions and your suggestions live here on the Stereo app with
1: Mark Normand. Hey, Mark, do you think that you're going to marry your girl? Geez Louise, lady. Jumping right into the personal queefs. Uh I don't know if I understand the whole the whole premise behind it, but uh I think you gotta do it. I keep I always say eventually I'll pull the trigger and kill myself. But uh, you know, Bill Burr would do all these rants about why is anyone getting married? How how stupid are these people? Then he got married. So I think it comes down to being the fifty-eight-year-old. Comedian guy trying to, you know, bang a waitress or not be lonely. So I think that's why you do it. I, uh, so Brian Redband, obviously good buddies with, uh, with Rogan and has known
0: him about as long as anybody out here. Uh, he said that it's pretty crazy to know Joe back in the day to now because his comedy back then was so anti marriage and so yeah. anti kids. And then <laughs> after and then after you know, he has multiple kids, he's been married for a long time. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it seems crazy as a young comic. Right. It literally I'm ha- I have a, a kid that's on the way and it's still like I'm still processing that and everything. But it's one of those things where you talk to early twenties, Jeremiah, not a reality at all. Like it's like it totally. like that doesn't make sense at all. But now I'm like Oh no, this is the next step, the next progression or whatever, and yeah. I'm in a completely different mental state, but I used to be completely anti the idea of uh of having kids and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just people. They they grow. I mean when you're a kid, you have you couldn't even imagine wanting to sleep with a woman. You know, the girls have cooties, you know, yada yada, black labia. But then, you know, you get older and it's all you think about and then you know, one day you'll have a chair in your shower, you know, whereas now you're like, why would I put a chair in my shower? So I just I think people just progress and move on. And uh, also, it's it's a young man's game doing all that chasing. It really is that honestly, that's, uh, in my opinion, more
0: exhausting uh, and yeah. draining than just committing to somebody long term. I'm just like because I, I never got too caught up like in the dating scene in L.A. I I met. My wife pretty early on, like uh yeah. to moving out there. So I always saw that like when my single friends would be like, "How do you do it, man? How do you how do you stay in a long term committed relationship?" I was like, "I'm looking at you the same way. How do you how are you bouncing <laughs> from Tinder date to Tinder date? This seems like just like the the pursuit seems
1: so exhausting." It's a nightmare. Yeah, totally. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. But also, I do want to say that single gets a bad rap. You know, all these people are like, "I'm single," and it's like a negative. It's a pejorative. I think sometimes being single is actually less hurtful and less stressful than being in a bad relationship, so when I say most people get into a relationship, make sure it's a good one because being single is is sad and looked down upon oh this guy's a single he can't get he can't find anyone or she's a spinster or whatever it is she'll die alone. You could be in a horrible abusive you know verbally verbally sad relationship so you got to figure out which is your cup of jizz.
0: It's true. Because if you're in a situation where you are desperate to get out of, it's always better yeah. to be the single person that is that
1: no, knows themselves and knows what they want and are waiting for the right thing. Here, hear. I mean, look, when you're single, you'll kill yourself. When you're in a relationship, your spouse could kill you. So you got to weigh your options. Dude, I always think of that the
0: the crazy Phil Hartman story. Like that's like Woo. the most insane. Like I watched a documentary about it and that is just you talk about a nightmare situation just so bizarre. Is she in jail? I did she I forget if she killed herself after that. Oh, maybe she killed herself. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I think she killed herself after. I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember. I just watched, the, the, like, a year ago, but I, I don't remember that vital detail in the documentary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened to her? I was just so concerned about Phil. I'm like, I can't believe she'd do this. <laughs> like I just... <laughs> Exactly.
1: Who cares about her? But, yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty well documented that she did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Mm. Yikes. Yikes.
0: Uh, live here on the Stereo app, uh, taking a few more uh, questions and suggestions with Mark Norman before we wrap up here with... Uh, uh, a listener favorite, sax talk.
1: Scene suggestion. The crew members that Tom Cruise was yelling at decide to t- yell back. That's <laughs> pretty clever. Good That's, good setup.
0: That, That's pretty good. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Tom Cruise went off on uh, a film set recently for uh, his crew not being code safe um, on the set. I guess they weren't wearing their masks and stuff or they weren't social distancing in between takes. So I guess uh, this is... Um, Mark and I are going to try this, I guess. Uh, uh, we're reacting to Tom Cruise. We're yelling at Tom Cruise uh, for him yelling at us.
1: All
2: right.
0: Oh, okay, Tom. You, you, you think it's, it's fine? It's Mr. Hollywood over here coming at us. We're people, too. You don't have to treat us like cattle all day. Sorry that I took down my mask for a second so I could sip on some water. Okay, pal? Uh, Jim, you got anything? Hey,
1: hey. Hey, hey, forget that shit. If I see your mask down again, you're gone. I'm in Scientology, buddy. We get weird shots and fuck lizards, and we get angry every now and then. You've heard of a roid rage? How about a Scientology rage? You keep that mask up, or you're done. This is Mission Impossible 68. We're on a roll here. You need this job. You know what? I wish I could social distance from this
0: conversation right now. Oh, sorry that I was a little bit too close to crafting and I was breathing on the cheese. My bad, Tom. Didn't mean to get you all set up. Is it one of
1: those reasons? I think this is the reason why Katie Holmes left you, dude. Hey, hey, look. I'm 5'4". I do my own studs. I don't mind a little danger. I'll hang on the side of an airplane, but if you cough on me, I'll fucking ruin you. Yeah, I love danger. Yeah, I'll I'll dangle from the highest building in Dubai. But hey, if you sniffle, you're done in this business.
0: You know what? Why don't you go jump on Oprah's couch again, you freaking pussy. Yeah, I said it.
1: Hey! Sorry.
0: Keep going. (laughs) You're doing great.
1: (laughs) i, I hey, like that,
0: that. I, I, I like that as the out of an improv scene when we don't know where it's going just <laughs> just two guys, just two guys going hey just like just fading away from
1: the mic like that that's my, that's good enough my whole thing with that rant was like look i get it he's worried about covid he wants to keep people's jobs like i think he had a good uh what do you call it good intentions but he kept saying the same thing over and i'd be like look this is four minutes here we got it you know he's like you do that you do that again you're gone no, movies are being made. People are losing jobs. You, you put your best down again. You're gone. You, you, you're gone. You're like, all right, I got it. Like, yeah. we, now you're taking up movie time. Now we're at overtime because you have to keep yelling about the same fucking thing. I got it the first time around, you know, and maybe he
0: was uh, doing one of those things where uh, he wanted to get his line right. So he kept doing the same take over and over. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. He's like, I'm going to get this. Yeah, maybe. Whoever, he, he probably, he trusted the press a little bit too much of whoever leaked it. And he's like, I'm going to give you four takes, okay? So you choose the best one, and they just leaked the whole thing. And, he goes, and he's he's at home being like, I can't believe they they left all that in. None of this got edited out on the cutting room floor? He's too used <laughs> to yeah, being in actor mode where, where, where he's so used to having relationships with people and stuff like that when he's having conversations like... uh like, ask me, uh, just ask me any question, for example. All right. Uh, what uh, What's your favorite TV show? Uh, I'd say uh, my favorite uh, TV show is MASH. Um, hey, can I take that again? Um, my favorite TV show is uh, The Office. I didn't like that one. Um, my favorite TV show is Jeopardy. Yep, that was the one that we're going to choose. That was the one that we're going to choose. And you're like, dude, why? Cut,
1: print. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, this guy's so much of an actor, he's lost touch with reality. He's he's only in,
1: in acting mode all the time. Yeah. yeah, let me take that again. How great would that have been if he was in the middle of chewing some grip out, and he's like, wait, 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 I flubbed line, and they're like, you're gone. You're gone. <laughs> take it from you're gone. Got it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh uh, well, he got a lot of publicity, and that rant will be better than the film itself. So, It'll sleep probably, easy, Thomas. Probably be more viewed. Probably be more viewed.
0: Yeah, uh, let's say a couple more suggestions live here on Stereo with Mark Normand
1: You guys think that Tim Dillon is actually gay, or that he's just kind of <laughs> doing it for the clout? You know. And uh, if so, do you think uh, he'll ever come out of the uh, straight closet? Uh, uh, I think he's definitely a big, uh, big queer. Uh, he loves a, a little hot, little boy. He's he's the Kevin Spacey of our generation. He's uh, he's he's super gay. He just what I love is he doesn't have to talk about it. And what's cool about Tim Dillon is he's so popular, and it disproves all these people who are like. Oh, you gay guys have it so hard. You don't know what it's like. No one, no one appreciates us. And you're like, nah, he's gay, and everybody likes him. Everybody's fine with him. Nobody gives a shit. As long as you're funny, nobody cares. Yeah, I've Tim's gay.
0: Uh, he's a good buddy of both ours, and uh, he doesn't. He just doesn't bring it up like a lot. Yeah, like, he'll bring. He'll bring it up occasionally, like if he's if he's <laughs> if he's like prompted or whatever. But like, he's yeah. not somebody who necessarily is like. I, there's different types of uh you know of of how people yeah. show their sexuality and stuff like that. Like sure. and he's on the side of like where people are surprised when they find out that he's gay. And then there's other people that are like, "Hey, queen, yes, it's uh it's going to have you here, you know, like that are on that side of the spectrum that you find out that they're straight and you're like, "Wait, what? What's <laughs> what's going on here?"
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's uh He's just gay. He just doesn't make it his personality. And uh I think that's commendable. Just be you. You are your identity. Don't make your your sexuality your identity. Yeah, like uh that's people who like that like <laughs> being
0: gay like in this age is like the new tattoo. <laughs> it's yeah, like like right, right. That's the that's the new story like associated with it. Like 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 oh before this I didn't I didn't I
1: wasn't a person. But now I, yeah. I've got a I've got a vehicle exactly exactly yeah there's a lot of that a lot of that especially in showbiz so i i commend him for just being a, a fat gay and uh doing his thing behind closed doors and just being funny is the priority what we're trying to say is just be you
0: no matter yeah. what orientation or or gender or race or anything just find out who you are and then the rest is just coup de grace it's uh it's icing on the on the cake
1: Yes, except for Muslims. No, I'm just. Don't kidding. get yeah, us dude. started on that. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, you know I'm joking. Isn't that weird when people are like, "Oh my God, what are you Islamophobic?" You're Like, no, I'm am like, telling jokes. Well, that
0: that's what I like about your style, like as a stand-up is uh, even down to your sign off. There's 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 a joke and everything. Good there's point. There's a joke. You Good know what point. I mean? Like you're you're not yeah. wasting breath on podcast. That's something that I that I notice that that I admire about you on uh, your
1: podcast appearances. You don't waste time
0: it's it's (laughs) it's happening you know what i mean
1: oh thanks yeah i mean let's get to it let's let's be funny that's where that's our job i thought so when these people are going off and not being funny and doing other stuff i'm like "Eh, not really doing your gig uh let's play this
0: last one and then we'll do sax talk mark nice live here on stereo yo new business idea merkins by mark most popular merkin store in new york city
1: Merck Norman Hell over yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love a Merck. Uh, what is is that just a fake pubic bush?
0: Yeah, they use it in um, uh, in scenes for movies where uh, it's basically a covering for your genitalia and sometimes it has like pubic hair on it to make it look smooth or whatever. so they'll sometimes put that over like a woman uh, like a, to cover the uh-huh. vagina and to just have a a wall of pubic hair or like uh as a man as well I believe I think that there's male merkins as well where you put your thing in a pouch and hair is optional I had to do that for a uh a sex scene in a movie once I had to to, to put on like the uh the the flesh colored underwear and stuff like that mm-hmm. um cuz I was mm-hmm. in a, I was in a nude scene and um yeah it, uh they, they make sure everything is properly um pinned
1: down so nothing uh nothing happens <laughs> wow interesting interesting I didn't uh, I didn't know that that's cool was that a weird was that weird for you yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> it was wow um, it was
0: uh this uh suspense thriller that I was in this like indie horror film uh called I lived and uh, yeah it was a conversation that it was before I had married my wife and it was a weird conversation have to take place like eh, there's a scene in this movie that it's it's a sex scene so i we gotta have a conversation about this before i shoot this because you know and my wife felt way better after she met uh
1: the girl on set whoa why was it precious (laughs) i think that would make a lady feel better yeah just as soon as
0: she walks in she's like oh okay i have nothing nothing to worry about cool all right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, good. You're working with Lizzo. Okay, yeah. I guess uh, truth hurts. Uh, sh- you're not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be so mad to to hear. Out of all the things on the podcast, like, I can't believe you said Lizzo's not beautiful. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, that's the funny thing. It's like, how can, can I think she's not? And also, yeah. she lost weight, and
0: everybody yelled at her, which I, I think is hilarious. I always think it's funny when when people lose weight that are fat and they're like, "You can't do that." It's like, "What are you talking about?" They're trying to get a little bit healthier. Like, what
1: do you what are you doing? I know. Then they're like, uh, "Your body's beautiful no matter what. Unless you can lose weight, then you're then you're betraying us. Like, <laughs> unless oh,
0: you're geez. no longer the funny fat
1: guy, <laughs> then yeah. then then we <laughs> yeah. don't like you anymore." Exactly, which just proves it's all narcissism and just it's all about people, what they feel and what they want. Yeah. All right, we're gonna. All call- right, sorry. Close it out Let's with this uh, last sax uh, segment,
0: sax talk. Uh, so, Mark is going to share a story of a sexual encounter. I'm going to play some sweet, sweet sax along with him. Uh, the last time you were on the show, you told a great uh, haircut BJ story oh, that was yeah. awesome. And uh, so, whenever you're ready,
1: I will uh, I will follow you along. All right, then. Uh, so... A couple years ago at my lady's Thanksgiving, I met her parents for the first time, and I think I was zinging and zanging because I was really killing. I had a nice shirt on, buttoned down, and I was killing with the parents, and I think it turned uh, my gal on, and she took me up to the old childhood bedroom, and we had a real real roll in the hay in uh, in her childhood bedroom. I'm talking race car bed, uh, Barbies looking at me. The whole thing, I'm looking at her little, you know, dance recital shoes, and boy, did I uh, jizz all over that My Little Pony mirror. There you go. So, yeah, hot sex. Then you have to go back down and eat some stuffing after she got stuffed and uh, just eat some turkey while, uh, you know, Grandma Nena is talking about the war or whatever. And uh, I just, you know, got... Pre cum on my thigh here. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's it. Just uh, plowed the lady in her uh, childhood bedroom right before, right before going down and eating some wholesome Thanksgiving dinner. I felt like uh, felt like Epstein. <laughs> What do I do now? <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> oh, is that it? That's it.
0: Yeah, it was. It, oh, okay. That's all it was. It's just uh, uh, sharing a story of a sexual encounter while I play some sax along with it. So. Oh, okay. That's that's pretty hot. Nice, short, and sweet. Ended with
1: that Epstein zinger. So there you go. Not a fan. Uh, he's a bad guy. Weird penis. Just Not a f- to make <laughs> a little <laughs> yeah. disclaimer. Not a fan just appear just appear <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly uh Mark thank you so much for uh, for doing uh, Jeremiah wonders today man um, where can people find you um, uh, online uh, you have a, an amazing special called out to lunch that people can watch for free on YouTube that has millions of views that if you haven't watched it yet I highly recommend it it's uh it's a it's a very fun watch. Uh, I watched it with my wife. We both really enjoyed it um, oh, a while ago, thanks. like when it came out. And and my wife, not that she's a tough critic, but you know she she has been around. Uh, she really enjoyed it. So there you go.
1: If that's ah, oh, that's that means a lot. Thank you. Tell your wife I said hello and happy haul. Uh, yeah, Instagram Mark Norman, Twitter at, at Mark Norm, uh, marknormancomedy.com. Check out my pod Tuesdays with Stories with the Fat Joe list. And, you know, be kind to each other. Praise Allah. And remember, we're all on Earth for one little blip. So make it count, folks. 400 sperm didn't make it so you could. So get out there and queef it up. Praise Allah.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Stereo. To experience and participate in Stereo Live, please download the Stereo app.